We're talking to Albany County Legislator Mert Simpson, who's also co-chair of SHARE, the Sheridan Hollow Alliance for Renewable Energy. And recently, about 120 community and labor organizations wrote a letter to Governor Hochul urging her in, in next year's budget uh, to include funding to move forward on the proposal to convert the uh, state capitol, Empire State Plaza, and other state buildings in downtown Albany uh, into 100% renewable energy and to shut down the um, power plant, steam plant on uh, Sheridan Hollow that is used to particularly heat and cool the uh, capital complex as well as other things. So, so Mert, why is this such a critical issue? Well, it, it, it's representative, uh, it, it represents two of the major goals of the Sheridan Hollow Alliance for Renewable Energy. One is to you know eliminate the toxic threat that the Sheridan Avenue steam plant has posed for the neighborhoods that are surrounded, but also to make a, a contribution to uh, dealing with the climate crisis globally. Uh, and you know, the Empire State Plaza and the surrounding buildings, the Renewable Capital Act would basically uh, decarbonize or make 100% renewable the energy in the, the capital itself, the 90-acre Empire State Plaza, which houses a number of major buildings. You know, the I, I guess they were saying that the uh, buildings in the Empire State Plaza, one of them, the Corning Tower, is one of the largest buildings uh, in the state outside of New York City. Um, the Alfred E. Smith Building is, is one of the third largest buildings outside of uh, New York City. The very large uh, education building, which is a model of its kind of architecture, and the State Museum uh, pose a, a really major footprint in the city of Albany in terms of uh, eliminating uh, the carbon threat and therefore making a major contribution to uh, global sustainability. So at this time when you know we see the existential nature of the climate crisis, I, I think they're reporting now that we're subject to the uh, winds from the fires in Canada, and not as much in Albany as in New York City, because if you look at a map, it's kind of like a 45 degree angle from Canada to New York City and, and Washington, which it does affect Albany, but we don't seem to get the direct blunt of it. But, you know, clearly when you look at all of the major, you know, thousand year catastrophes that we're having through global uh, climate change, this is no time to be moving slowly. Now, in this year's budget, the uh, state actually allocated um, funding, I believe $30 million to uh, at least study the uh, decarbonation of the 15 largest uh, state-owned facilities that are, you know, emitting uh, greenhouse gases. Has as the state, at the, you know, what, what is the state's commitment at this point to doing anything uh, in terms of decarbonizing the uh, Empire State Plaza Capital Complex? Well, it, it's what I always fear is one step forward and two steps back. It's like, uh, we we give a lot of lip service to you know our commitment, um, but you know it's much smaller footprint than we actually need. I mean, there's you know uh, looking at the Im impact on what's happening at, at SUNY Albany. Um, there's you know decarbonization uh, legislation in the pipeline for you know government buildings. 
but you know we need to be doing everything at once and we we our steps are just too small the fact that we don't even now have the renewable capital act in place when it's the seat of government itself um that is uh, contributing to pollution and, and uh, climate change is, is problematic. Now, this facility in um, Sheridan Hollow, uh, Arbor Hill, has been operating for, you know, I guess, more than a, a century. You know, what are some of the problems that, uh, you know, local residents have um, cited over the years? And, you know, is this an environmental justice issue? It, it actually has formally uh, been declared uh, our area as an environmental justice area. Since 1911, you know, the facility at Sheridan Avenue, 79 Sheridan Avenue, through, you know, coal, oil, garbage, and now frack gas has been causing, you know, major problems. You know, uh, my uh, sister-in-law uh, died from multiple myeloma from, we believe, from the plant. She was proximate to it. Her husband died from cancer. I myself just went to my oncologist because I'm being monitored for proteins that could lead to multiple myeloma. Um, and there are a, a large number of families that have multiple members with stage four cancer. And uh, there's still, on a daily basis, uh, frack gas you know, uh, emissions coming in that area with a large number of people of color living directly proximate to it. So it's it's a continual existential threat. We we did stop it from being made worse by the 2017 proposals of two frack gas turbines being added, but you know, uh, just a little bit less poison is not good enough. Now, how have uh, state lawmakers and the governor, I mean, this is, you know, this proposal has been pushed for a couple of years. What's been the response so far from, you know, state lawmakers to actually finally shutting down this uh, Sheridan Avenue uh, steam plant facility? Well, our major local legislators, you know, uh, State Senator Neil Breslin, you know, Assemblywoman Kathy Fahey and uh, Assemblyman, uh, Assemblyman John McDonald have been uh, champions for the Renewable uh, Capital Act and have been spearheading it. But again, the fact that the governor has not been fully behind it, the fact that it hasn't been implemented in juxtaposition to the actual daily reality we're experiencing is just really, you know, malpractice. And, you know, we're hopeful that within the next two years we'll get, or less, we'll get something in place but again, we're, we're moving against the clock and things get worse on, on a global and a local level daily. We really don't have time to be moving slow. Now, I remember a couple of years ago that um, yourself and, and, and some of the neighborhood groups in uh, Sheridan Hollow had approached the uh, New York Power Authority, which you know basically largely operates as a state facility there. And, and and talked about doing some type of a community benefit agreement because the state actually uh, did allocate in the budget $88 million um, to, to do some upgrades uh, in, in the neighborhood. How has that discussion about a community benefit agreement progressed with uh, NIPA and other state officials? Well, we, we haven't really had as much of a direct conversation with NIPA. What happened is, a number of community groups, you know, led by, you know, Arlene Way, who's um, the executive director of the Arbor Hill Development Corporation, have been discussing uh, for many months uh, last year 
what would be some reasonable asks to remediate some of the damage from the uh, Sheridan Avenue steam plant to local community. But we have not really engaged in more full discussions with NIPA. However, you know, it obviously is the responsibility of the polluters to clean up the mess. And obviously, uh, this is a, a, a state government, you know, initiative and it's their responsibility to do more. Uh, and so we, we hope to, you know, initiate new conversations to, to make this uh, really happen. I mean, we need testing. Uh, we, we need treatment for some of the people who have been victims. But ultimately, right now, we need to stop the poisoning. So we have about a minute left. Uh, you know, what what is uh, Share Sheridan Hollow Lines Renewable Energy, you know, looking to do in the uh, coming year around this issue? Well, we hope to, you know, based in part on just the objective realities we face daily, uh, get our, you know, elected officials to not only implement the Renewable Capital Act, but to do, you know, everything on a statewide basis we can to decarbonize uh, and, and to save the planet for our, our children. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we've been talking with um, Mert Simpson, uh, Albany County Legislature in the Sheridan Hollow neighborhood and also uh, co-share or share. For more information, people can visit the uh, SHARE website at sharealbany.org, S-H-A-R-E, albany.org. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.